you're listening to Wolves Radio. I'm Gemma Frith and I'm joined, as always, by Mikey Burrows. Three points, Mikey, three points. What a week it has been. How have you been? Uh, yeah, it's been good. We won a game. Uh, that was a yeah. slightly strange, weird feeling. Uh, uh, it's been a while. Um, it, was, it was lovely. It was really lovely. Much needed. Um, I've had three games in three days across that weekend. Yeah, the women's and under-21s. And I've been looking after a 10-year-old, waiting oh. for the schools to restart. Um, <laughs> but also, oh, uh, the big news from my life. Okay. And, and I, I want to share this with you. Because um, it's football-related as well, by the way. Okay. Uh, I bought some football boots yesterday <gasps> for the first time in probably 20 years oh my god that's amazing are you gonna start playing oh well I'm, i've been doing some coaching so oh no um, way my stepson's football team uh he's 10 years old um and oh, i've been god. helping out through the summer and i thought now that the weather's started to turn and we've had some storms and stuff in the uk um i can't rely on just my old pair of trainers anymore because, you know, listen, Jem, I like to roll back the years and, and show these 10-year-olds just what a good player I was in my mind. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I'm going to need proper oh. footwear to be able to do that through the winter. So I went shopping with the little man yesterday. Um, I mean, he was desperate for me to buy him a new pair of boots oh. as well. And I, I was like, you only had a one new pair time. of boots yeah. at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And yours are personalised and stuff. Oh, like, you nice. can't have another pair of boots, but I need some. Yeah. Um, so I've gone with a real kind of classic plain black Ooh. or I mean they, they, they're they probably the best boots I've ever owned in my life Ooh. and yet I am in the worst condition physical condition <laughs> I have been in my life and oh. clearly the worst I've ever been at football in my life <laughs> Um, but now so I, exciting, I have really good boots. I was just so pleased. I was so happy. I don't know yes. why. Yes, I'm, I'm so pleased. I can, I'm like picturing you on the touchlines. I feel like we need over the next few weeks of Wolves Weekly, we're going to need an insight into how the, how your coaching is going, what the results have been. Uh, yeah. So um, this is really exciting. <laughs> but let's speak about uh, that win last weekend. We beat Southampton one 0 at home thanks to Daniel Pudence's goal at, right at the end of that first half. We do love playing Southampton, so it feels quite right that that first win eventually came against them. Our fourth consecutive win against them in all competitions now. Um, what did you make of the game on Saturday, Mikey? Well, you're right. I mean, Southampton could get a multi-billion takeover and sign all sorts of players, and they'd <laughs> still end up losing to Wolves. It just seems to be that's the way it's been in recent years. Poor old Ralph ha- Ralph Hasenhuhl. Yeah, he doesn't like coming to Montenegro. Yeah, having just, us just, go there. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely hates anyone in gold. Um, no, like it, it was a it was a funny game, really, wasn't it? Because there there wasn't actually didn't feel like there was that many chances for either mm, side mm. like and it, I don't think anybody played badly I don't think anybody played particularly exceptionally there were some good individual performances in parts yeah. um Daniel Prince's goal was quite strange uh, kind of <laughs> you know it's a it's a brilliant run and it's a great ball across by Mateusz mm-hmm. um and but it kind of it was one of those weird things. Somebody said to me afterwards, was it like the Ozil bounce, which, uh, if, for people who don't know, is this kind of deliberate thing Mesut Ozil did where he kind of hits the ball into the ground. I don't think it was. I think he just kind of stretched and got something on it and the goalkeeper was completely wrong-footed and we were all a bit like, oh, is, is that it? That's, <laughs> oh, it's gone in. <laughs> yeah, like that's what we've been waiting for and, and that's it. And now there's this weird feeling, like, what do we do? Because... <laughs> Surely this isn't going to be allowed for some reason. Um, but you no, know, it was it was a goal and we celebrated it and we won the game from it. And I think the biggest thing to come out of it 
generally was that whilst there was still a lot of nerves around mm. Molyneux, given what we've been through, uh, apart from obviously a bizarre handball by Shea Adams and then him that hitting the crossbar weird. a minute later, so it wasn't like Southampton were peppering our goal. Yeah, they had some, yeah. some of the ball. You expect that. They're pressing to try and get back in the game. But Wolves defensively, it's actually been remarkable just how good we've been. And we probably haven't given it enough credit that it deserves for the the way they've adapted. It's a new lineup, but certainly a new central defensive lineup, relatively inexperienced one in general professional football terms, not just in the Premier League or for Wolves. You know, neither of uh, Collins or Kilman have played 100 c- competitive games yet, yeah. senior pros, which is mental when you think about it. But so for them to have the start they've had um, has been absolutely exceptional. And I think that's provided a little bit like last year where we got into this uh, setup where we formed a really solid foundation and base. And you remember at the start of this period last season where we'd come off the back of those first couple of defeats and we went to Watford and there was a touch of fortune about getting that win. And then we started to see Wolves be really hard to beat Mm -hmm. and start to pick up points on a regular basis. And hopefully that's what we're going to see moving forwards now. Yeah, I think it just, it does take a couple of weeks to really settle into that routine, particularly as you know, as you said, we've got a new new setup at the back. We said last week, Max Kilman and Nathan Collins, they seem like a match made in heaven. They work so well together. And it was brilliant as well at the full-time whistle on Saturday to see them both celebrating together, the amount of passion they both have for the game and how much that win meant, not just to them, I mean, of course, to the whole team, but they've really got off to a fantastic start. And it's good to see everyone now settling into a rhythm. The transfer window, of course, closed. We've got our players in now for the season. And it's good to sort of see you know over these coming weeks now how we how we settle into that and how these players as well the new players adjust to the Premier League you know Mateusz uh, Guedes it's good to sort of see how they how they settle in we'll talk a little bit in a, in a second about um, Sasha as well of course um, very unfortunate for him to pick up an injury but over the next few weeks now we're going to get a chance to see to see more of these players and I think only good things are going to come from it they're all showing fantastic signs and I think we've got some really exciting few games ahead um, our final signing when the transfer window closed came in that 21-year-old midfielder, Bubakar Traore. We've got two Traores now, yeah. <laughs> which is exciting. He's on a season-long loan from Metz in uh, in France, um, and we're hoping to have him at Compton with us in the near future. Hasn't arrived just yet. Um, we won't speculate on any other free transfers or anything that is being discussed at the moment until we hear more. But as soon as we do hear more, of course, you'll hear it from us first. But Mikey, what are you thinking of our, our squad now that we're settled in for the new season? We've got some fantastic signings. It's been a really, really strong window um, how are you feeling? Well, from a commentator's point of view, it, it's difficult because, right, you just mentioned we got two Traores on <laughs> yeah. the pitch. Uh, last week at Bournemouth, we had Neto v Neto yep, in the game. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, and it, it goes through. And we should point out, by the way, actually, because we've both said it so far. So we went through a process, and we generally do this uh, at, when the players first arrive, and but everything was being really busy. So um, we asked the question of Mateusz, because uh, obviously everyone was calling him Mateus Nunes and then Nunes for short. And obviously we noticed that he had Mateus on the back of his shirt. And so the question gets asked, what would you like to be referred to? And his request is to be called Mateus with that inflection on the end. So it's yeah. not just that, you know, we're doing anything weird and you know, trying to add <laughs> things and pretend that we're Portuguese. That's what we've been asked to say. And yeah. we've always taken the view, I know you have certainly, Gem, you know, that if that's what the player requests, in the same way it's Maximilian Kilman, yeah, as far absolutely. as we're concerned, 
you know, then then that's what we do. So that's why it's kind of there's been a, a change a couple of games into his Wolves career into how he's referred to and how he's pronounced. And we're not going to get it right every single time. Of course, we're not. Um, but yeah, I, I always do that with Maximilian Kilman. I, I deep down, I know I need to say Maximilian, but I always end up saying Max. So I'm still working on that one myself. But Mateusz, yeah. we're getting it in. And um, yeah, we always try and do what we can with the players. I have to say, Mikey, of course, Mateusz has settled in so well. He already knew quite a few of the players, but he is quite the joker. He he is so funny. And actually, the other day when we were at the training ground, <clears throat> our press officer he asked uh, Mateusz just to do a, a voice note pronunciation of his name, just so that he. He can send it on to people when they ask um and he gave him the phone and he said a completely different name <laughs> <laughs> and he went oh it's mauricio and we all like, looked at each other to be like how is that and he was like no no i'm joking <laughs> 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 and he, he completely had us fooled we were like oh my god how is how is it pronounced so differently but no he uh, yeah he was pulling our leg there so yeah he is a funny he's a funny character as well but of course we always respect people's pronunciations of their names and we've we've got it right now so it'll be mateus going forward um Let's talk a little bit now about Sasha Kalajic. Another another difficult pronunciation, but we've got that one now. Um, unfortunately, he suffered an injury to his ACL on Saturday on his Wolves debut. Um, of course, we'd, I'm sure we'd both like to start by wishing him all the best in his recovery. These injuries take such an emotional toll, as well as as well as a physical one. It's a difficult injury, which takes a long time to recover from. But because he's going to be out of football for a long time, you can only imagine the the, the personal um, hit that's going to take. You know, particularly hard moving to a new country, excited to get started and contribute to this new football club, be here, part of the Premier League, and then suffer an injury like this. Um, but he is in the absolute best hands. We have a fantastic, talented medical team and a player care team as well who are going to do everything to support him and his family now during this recovery. And he will come back stronger. So, uh, Sasha, all of our thoughts are with you and um, hopefully we'll be able to get some updates on his recovery as it comes over the following months. Um, Raul Jimenez also didn't play on Saturday. Um, he missed, of course, the end of pre-season when he picked up an injury. He's missed the first few weeks. Um, so the medical team have said that he still needs that additional time recovering between matches. Um, so, you know, there's no particular injury that he's picked up, but he just has a little bit of fatigue and they just want to be careful if he feels any niggles or anything in the warm-up they don't they don't want him to be a part of the game which is what happened on Saturday so hopefully we'll have him back with us on Saturday against Liverpool but of course only time will tell so we don't have a main striker at the moment hopefully Raul will be back with us on Saturday but we'll just have to see what happens um do you have any words Mikey on on, on Sasha's injury I think uh, listen it, it no one can ever truly imagine what he's going through mm. because there'll be an awful lot of demons that get into his head I remember uh, a good couple of years ago, Jen, before you joined the club, a uh, player by the name of Nua Dicko, mm-hmm. who was a very different type of striker to Sasha, um, suffered a very serious injury in the same similar manner uh, very early into a season as well. And I remember being in the dressing room with him a couple of days later when he returned to Compton to, to kind of check over after he'd had his initial operation on it um, to talk over a few things. And you could see the pain... Not the physical pain, but the emotional pain mm-hmm. that he was going through. And uh, I remember checking in on him quite a lot during that journey and through that season. And because it, it was quite often, and I've talked about this before, Jem, actually, where you would walk past the gym and you would see him up against the window. And there was a different gym then, by the way. It wasn't as big with the big glass windows. So there's a smaller window you kind of had to climb to, to view. But he'd be watching everybody outside. Oh. 
and and knowing that he could not go out there and do the thing that he's done every single day through his career to that point and there's going to be an awful lot of support that gets offered we we talked about this previously and the club are actually really good at this now because we've had a number of players that gone through it um you know again my mind goes to someone like Mikel Giro who suffered a horrendous injury away at MK Dons and it was it was heartbreaking to see a guy especially someone who'd gone through a serious injury before have to go through another of course I'm really good friends with Matt Murray and I was there the night Matt Murray suffered his kind of final serious injury, ironically at MK Dons as well, playing for Hereford. And you see the the toll that it takes on these guys and what it what it shows about them as their character to get through it. Mm-hmm. And if from the small amounts of time that I guess you'll have spent with Sasha and seen him around the place and you know the the kind of work that the due diligence that would have gone into signing him in the first place yeah. suggests that Wolves know that he has something in his character that will get him through. Support will be there for him. All the Wolves family will be there for him. And we hope to see him back in that old gold sooner rather than later. It will be an incredible emotional story to get back to it but we all believe he's capable of doing it. So good luck, Sasha. We're with you and we'll see you soon. Absolutely. He's in the best hands um, medically and with the support of the team. And um, yeah, we wish him all the best in his recovery. Looking ahead to that Liverpool game on Saturday, Mike, we've got coming up. Our visit to Anfield, of course, is a tough place to go. We were there on the final day of the season at the end of the last campaign. How do you expect that Saturday will go for us? Well, listen, given that situation we've just been talking about in terms of of what we've got to play up front, it's hard to predict, really, Mm. how we're going to go about things. And, you know, Liverpool obviously have a big Champions League game in the week building up to the game. So it's always difficult to presume how they're going to be affected by that. Uh, I look at Wolves at the moment, and like I said before, we have a very strong defensive base right now. And actually, we've... We're starting to get different elements coming in. And it's it's not necessarily written in stone who are going to be the attacking elements that we go for because we have options. And th- mm. this is why, you know, in the closure of the transfer window on Match Day Live, we actually spoke about the fact that we kept hold of people like Adama Traore, given the situation he's in in contract terms and where he's been for the last six months or so. Actually, to have that player as another option to go in there it's really important for Wolves to have these different players. Daniel Pedence came in and made a match-winning contribution against Southampton. Now, he generally, at the start of the season, played in that false nine role. Mm-hmm. It's something we've seen other clubs do. You know, Real Madrid use Eden Hazard in that type of position as well. So there's nothing to say Pedence can't do that. You don't have to be six foot seven to be a successful striker. You know, you can be anything. You, and so it's interesting to see how they'll go about it. Pedro Neto obviously scored the last time he was there on the last day of last season. I think what we really want to see from him is starting to get goals into his game again. He was such a tremendous lethal finisher before he got his serious injury. And so it'd be really nice to see him on a ground where he's done well in the past be a a real threat in the game. And as you say, uh, Mateusz had probably his best game against Southampton. Um, Real kind of marauding runs forwards. And I'm really intrigued to see if Traore of the Bubakar variety uh, <laughs> get, gets involved and how he goes about and what he adds 
to our midfield. So I think the, the general thing I'm, I'm going to say to you, Jim, actually, is that for the first time in quite a long time, we don't exactly know what that team is going to look like. No. And it's... that's both both a slightly scary, but also exciting in the same thing. Definitely exciting, yeah. I mean, Bruno has said himself on multiple occasions that the goals can come from anywhere on the pitch. And we've seen that time and time again. We know the, the goals do come from all over. don't know how what that team's going to look like, but, you know, just because we haven't got Raul there, of course, we haven't got Sasha, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be struggling for goals. So it'll be interesting to see how we set up, where those goals could come from. As you, as you say, Pedro Neto, last time at Anfield. So um, who knows what could happen. And yeah, if Bubakar Traore arrives in the UK and is available for that game, then that'll be amazing as well to see him for the very first time get our first glimpse of him our latest signing and um, yeah we'll have to see what happens at the weekend um, let's turn our attention now to the under 23s and firstly Wolves women now Dan McNamara returned in August from his out of area mission which he was on with the RAF to join back up with the team for their new season they've got off to a flying start as they did last year in their new home though this time at the new Buckshead in Telford so they've got three wins and a draw so far four games into the campaign with more big score lines 5-0 away at Huddersfield and at Stoke and 4-0 last time out at home to Loughborough Lightning putting us at the top of the table but of course so much can happen there's still a long long way to go as we found out last year um, but Mikey you were there weren't you last weekend how was that first home game of the season it was it was brilliant it was genuinely brilliant um, for those who don't know we offer radio commentary of all the women's games now this season you can get it for free at wolves.co.uk and on the Wolves app as well and Claire Hakeman was alongside me and um, I hadn't seen them since that game at Stockport against yeah. Southampton in the playoff game and I wondered whether there would be some kind of hangover towards it and there genuinely wasn't and what what came across really is that key players have been retained they've added good players in there destiny Toussaint, by the way looks a phenomenal yes. player what a talent coming in from coventry united and offering something different in the in the wide areas first of all and then almost as a a main striker in the second half yeah she's um, got two goals already this season hasn't she yeah, yeah she's been fantastic but also gem what's really really encouraging is that there are more young, homegrown players coming through. Now, Katie Johnson is getting yes. all the plaudits at the minute because <laughs> for some reason, as a central defender, she's become a goal-scoring machine <laughs> and can't stop. But also the fact that, you know, that, I mean, you'll know better than me on this, but it's, it's called like an RTC, isn't it? It's the, it's the gateway, really, of how they kind of operate uh, academies and kind of get the girls up to that level through the yeah. younger age groups. And so she's come through... The Wolves' pathway from it. Um, I think there's Sky Owen who made a debut in the game as well. Who's another one. And so seeing these young girls that are truly inspirations that join a team of inspirational women as is is just really, really encouraging. And the, it was a big crowd at Telford, by the way. Oh, amazing! Four hundred eighty-four, I think, was the That's official so attendance for a first game there. It's a little bit further away, of course, than than Castlecroft was last year. But to see so many people go there, and I, I said this on the coverage, Dem, and you'll back me up on this. Like, they are the entertainers, right? You are never short of entertainment when you go to watch Wolves women. So if you can get to Telford, oh, get there. Because it's unbelievable. 
Yeah, it's going to be a really, really great season again. I can feel it already. And of course, those score lines already have just been fantastic. So the opportunity to see some brilliant goals at home, get there and support them. We know how much the support means. We've seen this summer with the uh, women's Euros, just how much getting behind um, women's football can really make a, a difference on the pitch. So uh, definitely get there if you can. And if you can't, we've got a lot of away games coming up. Then make sure you're listening to that radio commentary yeah. as well. I also want to give a shout out, and this is a player we haven't really talked about a huge amount, but I think you're a fan as well. Amber Hughes, right? Yes. Because, you know, I always talk about Jay Cross when we talk about these things as being young, <laughs> homegrown and a certain type of striker. Amber Hughes, I think I'm right in saying, has scored in every league game so far this season. Wow, She yeah. She was another who came from Coventry United a year ago. She is legitimately at least championship level striker, right? And the only reason she's not is because Coventry United turned pro and she didn't want to turn pro because she has a career. So mm-hmm. she came to Wolves. So you are getting to see such a high level of player playing for Wolves in the third tier of women's football. It is remarkable. And she is so good and such a potent finisher. If you are a young girl, if you are a young boy and you want to learn the game, go and watch Wolves women because there are some sensational players. There's some lovely stories as well, isn't there? I saw on Twitter um, this week after Katie Johnson scored the brace uh, last weekend, Mikey, that her celebration hasn't changed since she was playing for the <laughs> yeah. Wolves under 12. There's an amazing picture over on the Wolves on Twitter, if you haven't been, definitely go over and have a look at it, where she's got her arms out and it's the side-by-side picture of her celebration at the weekend and her celebration when she was in the Wolves women under 12s. And it's just so heartwarming to see um, that you know, she's still following a senior career now with Wolves, homegrown player. It's just so lovely. So, yes, definitely get down and support them if you can. We actually haven't got a home game um, until the first week of October, I think. There's a couple of away games coming up. So if you can't travel on the road, although if you can, absolutely get there. They've got the National League Cup next weekend where they're going to be facing Northampton Town women. So get there if you can. But if you can't, listen to that radio commentary and then we'll see you hopefully at the next home game at the New Bucks Head in Telford. Um, Mikey, let's talk about the under-23s now as well. You've been working on all sorts of games over the past few weeks. You've been so busy, but let us know how the under-23s have uh, have got started this season. Yeah, uh, they've done really well. Um, It's been tough being back into Premier League 2 Division 1. It's the highest tier of under-21s football. And look, last time we were there, we really struggled. And it's kind of part of the cycle that a lot of clubs go through in terms of we had a really good group of young players and then they got promotion. And then those players, they have to develop, right? It's development football. So Mm. they go off to other clubs, whether it's on loan, whether it's permanent, or they go, in the case of Maximilian Kilman, into the first team. And so a real young group of players took over and they struggled and they didn't win many matches. And before COVID came along, they got relegated. And then another group of young players comes through and then they develop and they eventually get promotion and then they go off. And in the cases of Luke Cundall and Chem Campbell and all these others there that go off on loan or first team or whatever. So you get another batch of players that have to come through and take up the mantle. And yet they're playing against the very best academies that there are in English football. And so they got well beaten by Chelsea in the first game, 7-1. And I think a few people might have been worried. They needn't have been. They've picked up a couple of wins. They had a really good performance against the Fulham team who won the division that Wolves were in last year and won it at a canter and actually played really, really well. Chem Campbell scores an unbelievable goal, Jem, 
It is unbelievable. It is. I've seen it on Twitter. It is absolutely sensational. If you haven't seen it, make sure you head over to the Wolves Academy Twitter and have a look because there's a video clip of it on there and it is just... And all the highlights as well. Make sure you go back and watch because it is phenomenal. Yeah, and it, honestly, he he and Hugo Bueno, it's no surprise that they are getting as much um, time with the first-team squad and on the bench as much as they've been so far this season because they are now in the position Luke Cundall found himself in last year where they're kind of too good for under-21s football, but they're not quite first-team regulars yet. And so that situation where they're kind of going back and playing some of the games uh, but also being available to the first team. But you can clearly see how they're developing, being around the first-team players as much as they are because they were both absolutely superb. Connor Ronan played in the game, did really well. Um, Wolves a bit unfortunate not to win it. But, you know, they're picking up points. They're doing well. And again, you can go and watch them at Agra, Kilimanjaro Harris Stadium, and enjoy seeing the next generation of Wolves talents. Yeah, absolutely. Get down there if you can. And of course, we will always be bringing you the coverage on Wolves TV and on YouTube and Mikey on the commentary as well. He's a busy man these days. He's all over the place. He doesn't get many days off. So always tune in and see if you can. Uh, if you can't be there, then definitely get all the coverage from Mikey Burrows himself. Well, not just me, <laughs> but other people as well. Uh, and sometimes it's a lot better when it's not me. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> No worries. Um, but that is everything we've got for this week. So it's been a busy week. I'm sure that by the time we speak next week, there'll be even more to talk about. Who knows what we're going to be uh, speaking about after the Liverpool game, after another Wolves and Min game in the Cup, more from the under 23s. And who knows what might happen in, in the next week? What updates? And we also, have for you. we need to talk about the new halftime game that you're in charge oh, of. Oh, yes. <laughs> because, uh, I, I listen. It's been it's been two weeks that that game's been running now. For yeah. anyone who hasn't seen it, they have to kick a ball through the O of our new sponsor, AstroPay. Mm-hmm. Um, why have you not had a go yet? Um, I I don't want to embarrass myself. My <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Honestly, like once you, I mean, for anyone that has 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 paid a visit to Molyneux on one of our tours will will we'll know for them for themselves but when you stand there and you're 18 yards away it is so far away yeah. <laughs> standing there on the pitch gives you a completely different perspective than it does from the stands and and it is it's far I'm not sure I'd be able to kick the ball far enough for it to actually reach the sign let alone go through the hole but last time last weekend we had two people get very very close so it's only a matter of time until someone wins that jackpot and of course it keeps rolling over so if you are going to come down to the game make sure you go to the fans zone and sign up to take part see what we need to do is just for people who listen to Wolves weekly <laughs> like give us an idea of something Jem can do on the pitch in that moment <laughs> that will that we can all then associate that it's for it's for Wolves weekly listeners so whether just it's like, like a couple of keep, yeah like it's a couple of keepy ups or whatever like you're, you're your underestimating ideas. my skills there Mark. <laughs> I'd even be able to do a couple of key fields. underestimating or overestimating I'm saying Sorry, underestimating I, I no I'm saying over. under no that was a that was a uh, no. slip of the tongue there it was Freudian slip no no you said yeah. underestimating <laughs> like honestly this is yeah so please if you've got any ideas um at Jem Frith at Mikey Burrows on Twitter <laughs> of uh, stuff something that Jem can do on the pitch uh, a little, as a little, a little secret a little secret mission that only you guys will know yeah. I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. Whether it's like just putting like one foot on the ball and like rolling it back a couple of times and then a thumbs up to the crowd. Anything you've got, 
Like, we've got a perfect opportunity just for Wolves Weekly listeners. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. And if you're going to be there, of course, sign up to take part because there is, I think we've, we're rolling over to £800 now at the next home game. £800 um, for, for taking a shot. So it's definitely worth signing up for. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll keep talking about all the drama of the Astro Pay. Oh, what a shot game in the, in the next episode as well. Plus everything else that happens across the next week. But if you're going to be at Liverpool on Saturday, then we will see you there. Bye. Bye.